Adam Pengilly, who apparently was looking resplendent. Loz uh, said in the break on form line last night. Yeah, he had the blue tie on too. Yeah. Looked a bit short, but anyway, other than that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was a short tie. It was a short, fat one. <laughs> you, know the, you know when the ties the, the, the tie's just... Not long enough. No, nah, not long enough. But he sat down. So he said, you a bit more out, Pengilly, yeah. would you? <laughs> Only a person with a sharp, sharp eye like mine could tell. <laughs> was it a short... Hang on, it was tie? short while he was sitting or when no, he was no, standing? No, no, no. Well, he, he had the jacket on. You couldn't really tell, but I... Knew it was short. Oh, geez. was it short? It was a little bit short, Lodge. Yeah. But, but but the reason was we sit behind a desk to do that show, so I can have the tie a little bit short. It's not, right. not an issue. I wouldn't have thought. Are you yeah. button? So you, you are your jacket done up, <laughs> and Gilly? While sitting, do you keep your jacket done up or undone? Clucky, I've been in a good paddock for the last six to twelve months, so the button's bursting on my jacket. Yeah, so well ja- jacket undone at the moment. I think but when I'm, but sitting, I'm it's got to be undone. And the other thing I've noticed, you either. Um, Wet your hands and run it through your hair, or you had jelly. Oh, slick back. Yeah. Did he have it to look, slick back? Look, he looked smart last night. I need a night. photo of this. So what was it? Number one's was, on Ben Gilly. Was it gel, or was it just the old... <laughs> gel. Yeah, you just wet, wet the hair. I haven't put gel in my hair since I was about 20 years old. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know what you saw last night. But it looks shiny. No, it looks TV's good. playing up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no product in the hair last night. Let me, let me give you a tip. And good morning too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You've just... Giorgio Marmani yeah. over there yeah. just no, Well, you know when you can see if the, short, uh, the, if the tie is short because it's fat. <laughs> it's a fat tie. I can't wait till you're on the Matty Johnson. I don't. Oh, no, <laughs> yes. I don't under, what part of the tie is fat? Up at the, the collar? Bo- no, the, the bottom. bottom the... the bottom is fat and the top's fat too. <laughs> so you can always he's tell got, when someone's wearing, got a... Pink wearing an overweight tie, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> the tie's been in a good paddock. Mate, I'm telling you. Uh, I notice these things. A lot of people don't, but yeah. I do. You've got to be paranoid now, Lodge. Yeah. See <laughs> how hard he's looking at himself before he does it next time. <laughs> There's always someone watching at him, remember? Yeah, well, it make, makes five people now. <laughs> now, Adam, the Dragons was talking the other day about how sort of everything's got to go right. Well, not much is going right for them in the preseason, is it? And, uh, well, there's already the issue with Junior Ramon, who has been stood down under the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. And, uh, well, obviously... A player's or a person's health is more important than anything, but just from a footy sense, they've now lost Cody Ramsey from the season. Yeah, this was the big news this week, wasn't it, Jared? And I can't say it was entirely unexpected because a lot of people knew how serious this illness was. He's contracted, and um, the Dragons obviously announced he will not be playing at all in 2023. And I think it's fair to say that he's going to face an uphill battle just to play footy again, full stop, um, given the seriousness of this disease. So... It's just horrible, horrible news, isn't it? And it just shows how fragile life can be sometimes. It came out of the blue, obviously, a couple of months ago. He spent a lot of time in hospital. At the moment, he's out and about and spending a little bit of time around the group. But um, it's quite a serious illness. And uh, it's just such a shame for him and his family, given how much work he put in to get to where he was last year. And I thought he was one of the Dragons' best in the second half of last season. Like I, I, I know there's a few doubts about him playing fullback on a full-time basis, but I thought he was great in the 10 or 12 games he, he played at the back there last year. And... Obviously, he's going to be in a battle with Terrell Sloan for that position heading into this season, but unfortunately, that's he's been ruled out of that. So, when you talk about the Dragons, they've had a, a very, very difficult off-season. I don't know if you guys have spoken about it yet this week. We chatted about it on the summer show as well um, last December, about that survey they put out about asking their members if the club should be renamed to oh, you know, yeah. great, Greater Sydney Dragons or the Southern Dragons or just the St. George Dragons. 
So when you throw that into the mix as well with the Junior Amone stuff, Cody Ramsey, geez, it's difficult to see how they're going to perform well on the field in the first few months. And, and Loz, I'll go back to the point last year. Ben Hunt played absolutely out of his skin last year. I thought he was, you know, he was right in the Dalian picture, obviously. I was surprised he finished so far behind Nico Hines, to be fair. And they still didn't make the finals. So how are they going to make it this year? Yeah, I'm worried about the Dragons this year. I'm, I'm really worried about how they'll go. Um, but can I ask, mate, with Junior Ramon being stood down, and we don't know how long he'll be stood down for, mm. and with Cody Ramsey out for the season, where does this leave the Dragons in terms of salary cap? Do, do they get relief on their cap with yeah, these two can, players? They can for Junior Ramon, as far as I understand, but I don't think they can for Cody Ramsey as, as it sits right now at the moment. Um, so they can apply to the NRL for salary cap dispensation for, for Junior Ramon, given he's probably going to be out for, I imagine, a fairly lengthy period of time until his court case is heard. But I think they're still giving Cody Ramsey some hope. We're trying to at least give him some hope that he can return and, and fulfil the rest of his contract and play footy, whether it's 2024 in the future. Yep. So that's not a medical retirement as such yet. So, so does that mean uh, they can only carry 29 on... As it stands at the moment, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that'll, that'll be the case. Right. But you know a lot better than anyone. Like it's it's late in the season. Like the, the markets, most most teams have got their squads and rosters all settled. It's hard to bring someone in at this late notice, yeah. and especially to replace a guy who was your starting five eighth in Junior Amone. Um, I know they've got options there with Jaden Sullivan and potentially Moses Embiid to fill in there, but you're not going to get a whole lot of quality. You wouldn't have thought at this such this you know, this stage of the season, so close to round one. No, exactly right. Do you know much about this trial game tomorrow? No, I don't. I haven't heard much about it. I must admit, I'm still on leave from the Herald at the moment, yeah. um, so I haven't been making too many phone calls. But obviously, both clubs have seen an opportunity to try and get some, some minutes and into the legs of their players, given they, don't, they have a pretty light schedule in the first couple of weeks with both of them having the buy. So we'll be keen to see how heavy they go. And I, I, I don't know what coaches are going to do with these pre-season competitions. Well, I think I do know what they're going to do. Like I know that NRL is dangling this $100,000 carrot in front of them, but there's no way they're going to be risking their stars like they usually do. Yeah. Uh, and particularly in the first trial. So, you know, good on whatever team ends up winning this competition under these, this format with the, you know, all these different point scores and points for offloads and line breaks and all that. But I don't think it's going to change the coach's plan of resting the, most of their, their, their high-profile players, putting them in cotton wool and just trying to get them ready for round one. What's the uh, latest at the Dogs, buddy, under Cameron Serrato? Who's going to play yeah. fullback? Interesting story, Clarky, this week that he's looking at Hayes Perrin, this recruit they've got across from Parramatta, who spent a couple of years at the Warriors as well, to potentially fill that number one position. I just would have thought that Jake Averillo would have been the, I suppose, the guy, ideal guy to, to, to fill that fullback position, given he played there for the majority of last season. And to be fair, I thought he did a pretty good job in the second half of last year. But to me, he still looks like Jake Averillo, a perfect number 14. He's a guy who can fill a number of different spots in your back line. He can play hard, he can play centre. He can play fullback at a pinch. So maybe Cameron Serrato's identified him as that's the role they want to play him. And Hayes Perham's shown him so much so far in a couple of months of preseason. They want to give him a crack. And we know that Stephen Crichton's going to be the man there in, in 2024. They're just going to need, a, I suppose, a, a stopgap for the next 12 months. And Hayes Perham, from what a little bit I've seen of him at the Parramatta last year, looks like he's got a fair bit of ability. But whether he's up to filling that position on a, on a full-time basis, I don't know. And again, a lot of people are saying the Bulldogs are going to be a much better team this year. And obviously they will be. They win more games than last year. But... My argument has been, Loz, and I made this on the summer show over the break, is like, which of those teams from the top eight last year are going to fall out of it? You know, to, for, for, a, for a Bulldogs mm. or a Manly or someone to make the finals this year? Well, that's a very good question because when you're assessing the form, so to speak, and you're assessing the, um, the playing group, some of those teams, you know, 
haven't got weaker. Some have stayed the same. Like you could say that Penrith have got weaker because they've lost a couple of players, but mm. they've got great depth, so you wouldn't expect them to fall out of the top eight, so to speak. No, no, definitely not. Uh, uh, you know, so they're, they're going to be still finals footy. You know, the Roosters are going to be finals footy. South, you think, will still going to be finals football. The Sharks will continue to, to improve. Um, mm. Parramatta should should play finals football. They, they shouldn't have a, a fall from grace just after making a grand final. They should be playing no. finals. So you, you're right in everything you say that it's going to be difficult for those sides outside the top eight this season or last season to, to force their way in. But as we know, there will be some changes to that top mm. eight. Yeah. Mm. There's always a side that How are the Cowboys going to go, you reckon, this year? I think they'll go good. You reckon they'll have another good year? Yeah, I think so. Will there be a Cowboys from last year this yeah, year? That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I reckon... there that one team that no one yep. ever thinks is going to do any good that can do what they did last year? Uh... That, that was such a surprise. Like, no one had them in, let, no. let alone, look, no, but certainly they're... not in the top no, anyone's they're top a young four, team. let alone Wait, eight. They're a young yeah. team. Yeah. How does it look... on their side. Sorry, Adam. I was going to say, age is on their side, Clark. You're like, no, no, I yeah. think. You know, second-year syndrome potentially, but he's That's still That's what I was going to ask. You know, as a player... You see that often, yeah. that second year players, you know, become more aware of you, focus more yeah. on you, so mm. you don't have you don't have as good a year in your second year yeah. or your third year. How does it work with the coach? Can that happen, you know, for the Cowboys? There was a lot of talk around, um, you know, how well, how structured they were. Obviously, they've got the players, yeah. but can you have that with a coach as well, where your second year becomes harder or your third year becomes harder? Oh, the expectation, but yeah. the coaches are very good at, putting the expectation aside and yeah. just driving your players to just high standards, mm. just making sure that your standards don't drop, your performances are better on the training paddock than mm. what they were the previous year, which then hopefully he's done amazing, Toddy, oh, he's, he? he's done a fantastic job. But you look at through their, their team, like Drinkwater's a really good player and mm. he got plenty of confidence out of last year. Murray yeah. Tuolangi went on the Kangaroo Tour. Mm. So, so he'll be better further. You've got Valentine Holmes, who's exceptional. You've got young Tom Dearden, who played Origin last year and excelled. You've got the experience of Chad Townsend. You've got good stock. Then you've got these young forwards, you know. You've got that uh, Lukey, he'll be back this season. Uh, Nenai's probably one of the most exciting young back rowers we've we've seen for a while. Dolphins. Yeah, I lost Tommy Gilbert, but he was always going to struggle to probably get into the side because you've got Tao Malolo. So I I think the Cowboys will go... Okay, again. Yeah. Okay. Mm. The only team we haven't mentioned was your Raiders from the top eight last year. Uh, yeah, well, I think they'll go well. I think because mm. uh, I'm banking on the improvement, like the Cowboys, of Xavier Savage. So, yes. so he, I, I think he's if he can progress the way he has done and cut out a few errors in his game, I think he's one of the most exciting young players in the game. Uh, Sebastian Chris and Matt Tomoko last year. Mm. Were, were outstanding and they really developed and came on as the season uh, went went along. Uh, you've mm. got Jared Croker hopefully coming back from injury to give them a little bit of stability and a bit of um, experience out wide. You've got Fogarty there who will be there for the start of the year. Yes. You've got to remember he missed, yeah, long, missed the, three the first, what, more? Yeah, 12 games, games of the season. So mm. he and Jack will be a lot better. And then they've got their forward pack, which is very, very good. Mm. Mm. Uh, the preseason format. What do you make of it? So $100,000 in prize money up for grabs. What do you think? Oh, it's made for television, Jared. Let's, let's be fair. Like the, the NRL wanted to put on something where they can have all, all eight, nine games, sorry, uh, running, you know, 
one after the other across three or four days, and, and have done that across both weekends. Oh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I know this this, this scoring system is very quirky. It's going to be hard for people to get their head around. And you know, you're going to say we're going to some team might win who plays against two teams who aren't trying that hard or or out of form, and they could rack up big wins and win this prize check. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm not a massive advocate against it to be honest. With you. It's fine. Let's let them get on with it. I'm keen to see what young guys are trotted out at the trials. I'd imagine the coaches won't. We'll still be making a, a ton of changes throughout games, particularly at half time. Just keen to see some footy back. So um, I'm sure whoever team wins it will be happy. That I know the chief executive and the board will be laughing at $100,000 going into the bank. But um, let's just see some footy and see how it plays out. All right, let's talk some racing. The Expressway tomorrow at Rose Hill. Have you got a best bet or two for us? Yeah, I, that Expressway stakes, Jared. I think it's a racing too. I know lots has gone with Golden Mile to win. I, I can't argue with that. I've tipped Forbidden Love on top on form line last night. It, it's it, Purely because it's going to be a drying track and she might be able to pinch a bit of a break at the top of the straight given where she'll be in the run. But I can also see Golden Mile running over the top of her. I think there's two value plays at Rose Hill there tomorrow. Race 10 number one, Super Pursuit in the last, has been really good, I thought, in three runs back this campaign. And a couple of races behind I and Me. He drops down in grade, and he was a huge price early this week. He opened up $34, getting much more into his right price at the moment. So I have something on him in the last. And I thought race three, number nine, Daytona, coming back from the Gold Coast, was also another horse of double figures who could feature. He was a little bit unlucky up there on the Gold Coast, travelling wide, and got his tongue over the bit. And his two runs before that in Sydney, I thought, were quite acceptable. So in a pretty even race, happy to have something on him each way. So that's race 10, number one, race 10, number one Super Pursuit, and race three, number nine, Daytona. A couple of value plays there at Rose Hill tomorrow. Okay, yes, 12 and $11 respectively, those two horses. Uh, mate, you have a good weekend. I'm going to work on that tie over the weekend. I'm paranoid now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to make sure you impress Giorgio over here. <laughs> Don't have it too fat, mate. There's only a couple of things you need. Good on you, Adam. Thanks so much, mate.